Welcome back to the Hodge Podcast. It's your boy Jordan Hodge here today, and we are starting a new segment here called Who Dat Wednesday. This won't be as frequent as our other two segments, but we didn't have Sports Monday this week because the athletes I wanted to have on are traveling for national championships. So we will have Who Dat Wednesday this week, and joining me today is Jonathan Warren, a student at Mercer University. Bro, thanks so much for being here. Dude, it's an honor to be on the podcast with you this week. Oh, dude, I'm I'm very excited. So, so Jonathan and I worked at camp this summer. We got to know each other pretty well, and so he's he's an ROTC cadet. He is a student at Mercer University. So, Jonathan, just tell us a little about yourself. Tell us what your major is, what you want to do, things like that. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on the show today. Uh, like you said, I go to Mercer University, which is located in Macon, Georgia, and uh, I'm an information science and technology major. So, big IT guy. Sure. I'm a cadet in our Army ROTC. Um, been loving that. It's been a great time. The com- camaraderie there is um, very good. We have good friendships in the program. I really uh, appreciate what we got going on down there. And uh, I'm a junior, so I have uh, one more year after this. Yes, sir. He's outie. Yes, sir. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Oh. Coming up on six months soon. That's wow. exciting. Shout out to the woman. Shout out to all the women that make men's lives better. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm just excited to be on the podcast with you today. Oh, okay, dude, I'm I'm super excited, man. It's gonna be a good time. So, let's let's jump right in. So, what is it like being an ROTC cadet? Like, what is what is the time commitment like as far as being an ROTC as well as a student? Talk a little bit about like the physical requirements. Do you think like anyone can do that, or is it kind of takes a certain breed of person? What do you think? It's a great question, Jordan. So, uh, my opinion, ROTC doesn't take up too much of your time, especially. I know it's a little different here at Bob Jones because I have to travel yeah. know, to a different campus. But for me, it's not the walk to the other side of campus, which is really nice. But uh, we have an hour each morning. We PT um, four days out of the week. And uh, on Thursdays, we have a class instead of um, PT during our PT hour. Um, we, it's an hour in the mornings um, from 6 to 7. It's an hour in the mornings from 6 to 7. And it's uh, a lot of good training. Um, and you asked if anyone can do it. I think uh, from the physical standpoint, um, it can be a little demanding, um, but it's just a slight more work than you would put in on a sports high school team, I, I would say. Um, so if you really want to do it, you can, but it's, it's not for everyone. It's uh, it's pretty tough uh, at times, but um, if you have the drive and the will to do it, it's really, you got to keep your end goal in mind when you're doing it. So if you really want to be an Army officer, you can do it. Okay. So, what do you want to do with your ROTC training? You, know, you have to go into the military for a certain amount of time. I'm not sure how how long that is. Um, but so, what do you what are you thinking about doing after you graduate? Yeah, man. So I'm on scholarship. So um, I owe the Army a four year commitment um, on active duty. Uh, that's what I'm gonna choose. You can choose to go into the National Guard or the Reserves. Okay. I'm gonna do active duty. I'm looking to do um what they call a branch detail. So I want to do a signal branch detail infantry where I'll be an infantry officer for um, about three to four years. And then once I hit captain, I would switch over to signal, which is like communications. Okay. So what made you want to go into active duty as opposed to like National Guard or Reserves? Um, so my some of, both my parents are um, actually still in the military. They're actually both in the National Guard right now. Okay. And uh, when they first started, they were on active duty. And I think it's just a good experience um, to get that early on leadership experience, kind of get a taste of what the Army has to offer 
because uh, you're doing it every day, you're living it. I think I want to see how that's like for the first my first four years, and then kind of make a decision after that if I want to stay in active duty or go into the guard. Because I, I plan on trying to do 20 years, even if it's just finishing out in the guard. I okay. would like to do that. Very cool. 20 years in military. That's good stuff. That's a good career, honestly. Yeah. Dang. I've seen my parents do it. Um, my dad's a little over 20. My mom's getting close to hitting her 20, and then she's going to get out. But I've seen what it does. It's a good um, career option. Um, you make good money doing it as well, especially if you're in the guard working a weekend job, mm-hmm. and you have your daily job as well. It's just second second income that can help help your family out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, Jonathan wanted to come on the show. He's been messaging me for, I don't know, a couple, couple weeks now, you know, be- begging to come on the show, you know, because I'm, oh, my boy. show is so incredibly popular with all of our – all of our listeners that we have here. <laughs> but we'll the good there. news, the good news is we got over 200 streams actually. We finally hit the 200 mark, so very thankful for you guys and your your uh, faithful listening. Uh, we have still around 30 unique listeners every every episode, which is pretty cool. That's that's a pretty good number as a somebody who just started this, you know, last month. So, yeah, I think 200 I'm, my goal is to hit 500 before the semester's over. So, I think we're we're well on track to do that. I mean, one month, 200 over 200, that's that's pretty good. So this is the show to take us off. That's right. This is the show to take us off. So Jonathan wanted to come on and Jonathan wanted to come on and talk about crypto. He's been asking me in the Freestyle Friday topic to talk about crypto for a while, but I literally know nothing about crypto. Um, my older brother does know a little bit, so I know kind of what it kind of what it is, you know, handles with him because he invests in it. But I don't really know a lot about it. So I kind of was like, I'll talk about it when you come on the show. Like, I don't, I don't want to handle it and look like an idiot, you know. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I was kind of like pushing it off until now. But now that now that you're here, we can actually talk about it. So let's let's have a little education time with Jay Warren, okay? Let's 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 educate us a little bit. So so what exactly is crypto? Why is it worth time investing in? And from your opinion, what are some easy ways to get started? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so cryptocurrency is um, a form of digital digital currency. It's um it's on the blockchain, excuse me. <clears throat> it's on the blockchain. Um, so blockchain technology was runs is the thing that runs cryptocurrency. Um, it's a decentralized ledger, or you could think about it as a distributed database. And um, so the way that our internet works right now, the way that we interact with the internet, and the version of the internet that we're in now, people refer to it as Web 2.0. Okay. So whenever you visit a website like Facebook or Google, your computer sends out messages to the servers at Facebook or Google, and then it's back and forth communication from their servers back to you. Um, that's called um, server uh, client communication because your your computer is a client. Um, but in what we call Web three, which is where blockchain is at and cryptocurrency, um, the network instead of being run by um, servers held by a company is run by nodes distributed all amongst the world anyone can be um, a node if they have the right um, hardware to run it okay um, so it's decentralized so a company can't stop it they can't deny you a service for it that's a really cool thing about it um, and then all the nodes have that reach consensus to verify the transactions and then the nodes get rewarded and what we call we call this mining so they validate all the transactions and then they're rewarded for their computing power. And um, Bitcoin is the largest cryptocurrency out right now. It is hey, a- Hey, don't slip on Dogecoin, bro. We're going to the moon. Okay, Dogecoin to the moon. <laughs> don't buy Dogecoin. 
I just see the memes, man. I just I look at the memes and I'm like, man, look at that thing. It's a dog. It's a coin. I don't know why that's useful, but apparently it is. It's not useful. <laughs> so um, there yeah. So when you get into um, crypto, there's some good stuff, and then there's some some kind of bad stuff. So what I would call Dogecoin a pump and dump, right? So it gets a lot of hype. People are like, oh, let's buy into it, whatever, going to the moon, not like Jordan said. Yeah. And then what you get, excuse me, then what you get is called FOMO, fear of missing out. So then everyone's like, oh, yeah, dude, this is going to be awesome, whatever. So they all go buy this coin, right? This price goes up. But it's really once you, if something like that, once you hear about it, you lost your chance to make money, honestly. So a lot of people like myself bought it when it was high. I think I bought it at 50 cents. It's worth like, 13 cents right now Oof. the coin so i definitely lost money on that investment thank goodness i did a very small investment so i didn't have to worry about it um but blockchain technology is just revolutionary um to me um and that's how crypt all cryptocurrencies are powered by a form of blockchain and bitcoin is the biggest but uh i think a downside of bitcoin is that it's really only use case is to be a monetary system and these other blockchains have more utility to them okay so it makes them um, more attractive especially for developers you really can't develop too much on bitcoin the bitcoin blockchain some people are trying but where um the most stuff that's going on right now is the ethereum blockchain so that's the second largest cryptocurrency okay um so so let, let's talk about something for a minute. Like what, when it comes to cryptocurrency, like when I when someone like me who's not very educated thinks of cryptocurrency, this is another way to pay for things. That's what I think of. Like when someone says currency, it's like okay, I want to pay for my McDonald's meal with my cryptocurrency. Is that is it like another form of like is it basically the new version of cash, or is it like how do, how does that relate as far as monetary investment is involved? That's a great question. So um, a lot of people see um, the Bitcoin cryptocurrency as a store of value, similar to gold or a commodity. Okay. Um, but people do use it as a payment system, like I said. Um, but a lot of people will use it as a store of value to um, gain for they 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 uh, put their money in there, let it grow. Um, I say let it grow. The price of the asset increases, and then they'll mm -hmm. they'll take it out. Other cryptocurrencies. Um, crap, what was your question? Maybe? So, how does that relate to as far as making money is involved? So, like, if if I'm you know giant on the block, okay, and I'm like, you know what, Bitcoin. I hear a lot about this Bitcoin thing. I'm gonna invest in Bitcoin. How does how does Bitcoin make me money? Let's put it that way. Like, how does how does Bitcoin directly relate to making me more dollars that I can spend on things like shoes, as an example? Yeah. So, um, buying and selling. Of the crypto asset will um, make the price fluctuate so the more it's being used um, and different factors go into this that um, I honestly don't don't know <coughs> it, everything that makes the price go up and down and why it goes up and down every minute mm -hmm. but the buying and selling um, the supply and demand causes the price to go up and down obviously with the situation we have going on right now with Ukraine, there's a lot of investors uh, being cautious. So a lot of people are actually taking their money off of crypto to be in a more safe investment, such mm -hmm. as bonds or gold or something like that. Okay. But really, a lot of it is um, faith 
that the price will increase um, is a is a attractive reason as to why people would put their money into Bitcoin or the the like. <laughs> okay, so it's similar to like a stock then. So it's like it's similar to like if I were to go and invest in Facebook. So I I, I put twenty bucks into Facebook, which Facebook is like I think just under two hundred right now. So I wouldn't get much of a share. <laughs> But you know, and then it rises thirty cents. I made, just, I just made thirty cents. Same concept, essentially. Yes, yeah, similar. Um, so each blockchain has their own what they call a native token. Okay. So the native token of Bitcoin is Bitcoin, obviously. Um, right. Ethereum is Ether. Okay. Um, another blockchain is Binance. So the Binance Coin. Okay. So all these blockchains have their own native token, wow. and uh, that is kind of similar to investing in a stock. Um, so if you invest in any of those, as mentioned. You're really um, betting on the blockchain and the um, ecosystem, as the word they like to use, as growing and becoming more popular. Um, so, and one of my recommendations for people is to not buy the meme tokens like the Doge or Shiba or the pump and dumps, but to buy the native tokens of different assets that are solid projects. Um, and just hold on to it over time. I think as blockchain is used more often and people use it as a means of exchange, you will definitely make money. And right now we're at a low point in the market. So we had a peak in November and we're um, at a low point right now. This is definitely a good time to get into it. Okay. I definitely have bought some more stuff recently. But really my advice for people is to buy the native assets of different blockchains. It's kind of like investing in stock when you buy those tokens. Okay. So, let's see where where do I want to go with this question? Because it's it's an interesting question, but it's a it's a weird question. So, do you think, in in your quote unquote professional opinion, <laughs> as it were, um, do you think that if I were to invest in in Bitcoin, that I could make my money, that I could actually make my money back in more within the coming year, especially with the way the the like I mean you I mean you pay attention to the you know, the the economy and things like that, and like things are really plummeting right now. Like a lot of stocks are plummeting. I mean, I mean, heck, Amazon's even going down right now, which is nuts. Um, so I mean, pretty much everything's falling. Not a lot of things are rising. So next, let's say like a year's time, you think I can actually make my money back, or even more than that, with investing in crypto? Um, I would say yes, um, but at the same time, I would like, uh, I would like to mention disclaimer. I'm not a financial advisor. All these other people say it on other uh, YouTube and whatever. I'm not a financial advisor or anything. So uh, taste with what you will, do your own research. But I believe that you would. But I also believe that um, since the coronavirus pandemic, um, you know, American citizens have, have received stimulus checks to stimulate the economy. So we have seen like the stock market hit highs. We've seen everything, the crypto, all the things hit highs because money was injected into our monetary system, right? right. So individuals are investing that money and everything. And people, I've seen an article where it says the the American uh, super bubble has come to an end, hmm. right? So all this money getting injected into our economy during the pandemic, but that money, the extra money is not coming in anymore, right? Right. So... I think that we are entering into somewhat of a recession. Okay. I'm not gonna say I don't think it's like huge, like 2008. I think we are entering in somewhat of a recession, uh, especially what's going on in the world, and uh, you know we still are suffering some effects of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so I don't know if, if prices will rise 
in stocks and stuff as they once were during the pandemic time. I think we're kind of at a correction right now, and I don't know how long that's going to last. But I think um, I think Bitcoin will be pretty steady. I think crypto is a pretty good investment, you know, and it might take some more years for the price. I'm it might take years for the price really to take off. Mm-hmm. But I think we're sitting at a pretty good correction point right now. Okay, it's a good time to get in, and I think I think it'll be pretty safe investment. And at the end of the day, if you don't make your money back this year, I think you have potential in the future. Okay, so you would say that cryptocurrency is a pretty stable investment then? Um, well, it's very volatile Okay. in general. Um, that's just part of the game. But eventually, um, and it, eventually you'll see um, the market going back to what it was once, once was. So if we look at different charts, like the Bitcoin chart, so most cryptocurrencies follow Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. if we were to look at the Bitcoin chart, um, if we look at uh, the past year or past two years, we see that um, it was at the end of April in 2021 where we hit a high point. Mm-hmm. And then um, the beginning of May, after it hit its peak, um, it went down and crashed. Yeah. We'd say. So it crashed during the summer while we were at the Wilds together. Okay. And uh, Bitcoin went down to 29,000. That was its lowest point. And before that, it had been... The six, I think, it hit sixty-two. Wow! So, um, by the course of a month, the asset lost around thirty thousand dollars. But then we get back to, um, you know, six months ish in November, the asset is back in the sixties, um, and it hit a new all-time high of sixty-nine thousand. Wow! And then um, it went down a little bit, and it was kind of in the fifties. And then we've seen the pan, uh, not pan, excuse me, the um. Kind of after the new year, it was a little crash in January-ish, and then went back up in February, and then with this crisis going in Ukraine, it went back down again. But we can see, if we looked at the charts historically, we see we have you know, a high point, and it'll go down for a couple months, and then back to a high point. And it's kind of, the history is kind of repeating itself. From when I started doing crypto, I've seen two really high points, and then a crash. Okay. And then we'll eventually get back up to there. Right. So... I mean, I, I have I have investments on Robinhood. I use the Robinhood app. So, I mean, like I have a couple companies. I'm, I'm invested in this one company called Agen, and they are a immunization company. So they like work with. It's a good one. Buyer. It's a good one to have invested in. I mean, their stock is only worth like three bucks right now. My it was my free stock when I first started on uh, Robinhood. You know, that you got in, which is not bad. I have a crazy story about that. I really? Later. I we'll we'll get we will come back to that. I because I want to hear it. Um. So like, Agen is really frustrating me because. When it was, I think it was last year, right after the summer, right, right in the beginning of the fall, when the, I think it was the Delta variant came out, it shot up to like five, six bucks. And I should have sold it and made like double my money. And exactly. I was like, I was like, I'm going to keep waiting until it, until it goes back up. And then like the Delta virus like went away and then it's back down to like three and then it fluctuated back to like, like 250 and it was like really low because they haven't been giving any more like variants of COVID. <laughs> like, and this is, this has been decided by political opinion. There's just been no outburst of a new variant in a while. Um, so well, we it's had, like, we had Omicron, but it's kind of died down. Now. Yeah. And Omicron wasn't really as big as Delta, I thought. So it's like, no one's really super concerned about it. And I thought that, you know, it, it really didn't bump my stock hardly at all. So it was, it was really frustrating for me because like, that's why I feel like, so I also had the stock of Ford as well because that's what I originally bought. I bought Ford for like 19 bucks a stock. Jumped up to twenty six bucks. I should have sold it, 
And I waited and went down to 14. I'm like, man, I, I, I think I struggle with knowing when to let a stock go. Like, what is, so what, what is a tip for you when, when you invest in, especially in crypto, which is pretty volatile, you know, big dips, you know, 30 grand dips, essentially. You know, what is that? When do you think, you know, how do you decide, okay, I'm going to let this go and then I'll wait until it dips back down again. Like, what, at what point do you say, you know what? Boom, that's it. That's that. That's my peak. That's that's where I'm comfortable with letting go and then getting it back when it's it dips again. Yeah. So that's a great question. So um, I tend, um, I don't, I don't usually. I do have a Robin account, and I'll tell you a story later. I tend not to buy individual stocks and kind mm-hmm. of play that game. I feel like it's pretty tough to do, and um, you could lose money, you know, easily doing that. I feel yeah. like, um, in a sense, that's more of a gambling than. Um, like a solid investment in a sense. So a lot of the times with cryptocurrency, um, since I've started crypto, I've only made one sale. So a lot of people in crypto is what they do. They hodl, which is buy and hold. So that's a good question is sometimes I'll see the market starting to go down and I'm like, yo, should I buy now? Should I wait till tomorrow and see if it goes on lower? You know? So it's just kind of, you got to go with your gut in a sense. Right? So, uh, for me, if Bitcoin goes under forty thousand, I'll buy it. Okay. Because then I'm like, how much lower can it go? You know, it can only go a couple more thousand lower. But I definitely um, bought Bitcoin when it was in the fifties, and um, that was, so I bought Bitcoin. And I think in the fifties or maybe even sixty thousand, um, because I was like, oh wow, well, you know, this is going up. I don't know if Bitcoin can go back further down. But we've seen that in a can. You know, I learned that, you know, kind of the mm-hmm. hard way. But I was like, oh, man, it's going up. I don't know if it'll ever go back down low. And, like, in my opinion, I don't think Bitcoin will, you know, it's never going to go down to 20000 again, you know. So I thought kind of the same thing. I was like, oh, it's not going to go back down low. But it did. Um, I think if it goes under forty, definitely buy. I think we're sitting at forty two right now, um, which is good for the conditions that we're in right now. Yeah. Oh, we're sitting at forty. 40,900, so that's 42 this morning. Uh, <laughs> but it's really, um, kind of if it looks good, buy it. Uh, kind of go with your gut. That's one of those things. Um, sometimes you have to acknowledge that it could go up more. Um, like you said, it went up to 26, and you kind of, you didn't sell because you're like, oh, what if it goes up more? At some point, you kind of need to be uh, content with the gain that you'll get, mm-hmm. and then kind of take that. And then you might, oh, I could have made so much more, but it's like, but you've been in, you've experienced times when I went back down, you weren't able to make money. So I'll say you have to be content with the profit you're gonna get, okay. and it's kind of like, oh, it's too bad, I, you know, I waited. I would say a lot of times you'll see it go really high, and if you start to see it go down low. You kind of once you see the peak starting to fall a little bit, then you can sell because you know it's kind of hit its its high point. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for that information because that is something that I really struggle with. Is I don't really have a gut feeling, <laughs> so I struggle with wanting to because I want to invest in crypto. Like I said, my older brother does it, and a lot, I think it's very popular right now. I think it's a good investment, but I don't have a gut for for finance. <laughs> so it's that's one thing I struggle with. So that's. It's interesting to hear people's opinions because some people will tell you that man just sit there and wait and just wait and just wait and then some people will be like listen you need to be like buying into like day traders you know like they need to buy into like every day just keep de- wheeling and dealing you know so it's, it's interesting to see different people's opinions on things yeah so for sure. so yeah I, I would not consider myself a day trader whatsoever <laughs> um, 
the stocks that I'm invested in are uh, index funds. Okay. So I'm, I'm in uh, invested in the S&P 500 in my uh, Roth IRA. So I would encourage anyone listening here. One of the best things you can do as a college student is start a retirement fund now. Because yeah. time in the market is what makes you the most money. Oh, yeah. So if you start now, put $1,000 in, you know, you can. So a Roth IRA, you have to, it, you can only put taxable income in there, right? So because once once you get to your um, 40 years, mm-hmm. well, you start around 20, you retire, I think, I think it's 59 and a half. You can pull that money out. Yeah. And uh, it will not be taxed because it was taxed on the front end. Which okay. I think is a much better system than pulling it out and having it taxed years later. Right. Um, so I would recommend starting a Roth IRA and uh, invest in some index funds because you're in your life right now where you have your lowest income in your lowest tax bracket. So you're, right. so off the top, you're losing the least amount of money from taxes, and then you just that's more money you get to put into a Roth IRA. Which and then time in the market, the longer it's in there. So if you have money in there for forty years. It's going to grow exponentially higher than if it was in there just for five or ten years. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely have to start doing that because I've been, I've been needing to do that, and I haven't done that yet, and I need to because I'm yeah, getting I mean, old. <laughs> you can start with um, – I think I first started with $200. Oh. So you can start small and just kind of build on it. And uh, you can put up to $6,000 in there a year, wow. which I know is tough for college students. I have not put – I haven't done even that much in there right now. But I, I did have a buddy that did that. He maxed out. I think in 2019 and 2020, once he first started college, because he's working a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was really cool for him to be able to do that. Yeah, I that was that really is cool. So that like, impressive. He, he's gonna be. He's definitely gonna have a good retirement. I believe it. Yeah. Well, hey, let, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hodge Podcast. Quick break there. Again, we're here today with Jonathan Warren, a good friend of mine who's here to talk about crypto. He's a student at Mercer University down there in Macon, Georgia. Jonathan, once again, thanks so much for being on the podcast, bro. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's really fun. Oh, dude, it's, it's always a good time. I always have a good time, bro. Brings back the days of the Hodge Podge Lodge. You know what I'm saying? Hodge Podge Lodge. The good, old, the good old days, bro. The good old days. Hashtag brother counselor. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about you. Saw, you mentioned earlier about some kind of Robinhood story about your your first stock because they give you when you invest when you start an account of Robinhood they give you a free stock. So talk about that for a little bit. What what happened? What's the story behind that, bud? Yeah, man, it's a great story. So um, as you all know, we got sent home for quarantine the end of March in 2020. So I was at home. Um, you know, I was pretty bored, but I was on Instagram. Uh, it was an artist that I follow. His name is uh, Derek Miner. He's a Christian hip hop artist. Really good. I recommend him. But he posted on his um Instagram about this app called Robinhood that you could uh invest with in, into stocks and get a free stock for joining if you used his uh, link. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm gonna um use his link, get a free stock, kind of see what this is all about. So I uh, this is in March of 2020, I think end of March-ish, maybe it's the beginning of April in 2020. So I download it, I get a, my free stock. I'll tell you what it is in a sec. So I get oh my, my free gosh. stock. I have a feeling I know what it is. It's worth like $4. I'm like, oh, this is garbage. I was just trying to get Apple or Tesla. You know, the big ones that advertise, oh, you can get this one. You, you can't really. Yeah, no, you can't. You got to be really lucky. But um, so I got the free stock, and it was GameStop. I knew it, bro. Ah! It was GameStop. It was worth Dang $4. It. I was like, oh, this is garbage, whatever. Um, I may have bought a couple more, um, other ones 
But uh, I literally just I let it sit there. I was like, that's a garbage for it. I was like, I can't do anything with this. Whatever. Rolled around um, January 2021. I'm on my Instagram again. And I, I people are going nuts about GameStop. I'm like, dude, what are they talking about? So I'm like, I see like our price chart. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, well, what is this? So I pull up my Robinhood. My stock is worth uh, like over $350. I'm so jealous. Over $350. I think I sold it. So then I like flipped out. I'm like, yo, this is insane. And then I kind of see the story about the, the people that have read it and making the meme stock or whatever. I'm like, this is absolutely insane. I was like, it's so crazy that, you know, by chance I got this, you know, God's providence. Um, so I'm, I'm so mad. Out. I wanted the GameStop stock so bad. As soon as I saw that happen, I was like, man, if I'd have gotten GameStop, oh my gosh. Dude, some people made a lot of money from it. I know it's someone, crazy. I know someone who actually invested in GameStop the previous year. He bought I don't know, a couple, a couple hundred shares. He put like I think two hundred bucks into it, and made like eight grand. That's I was, awesome. dude. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad. I was like, well, I wish I could do that. Dude, that was awesome. So I have a friend that I told you about that um, um maxed out his IRA mm-hmm. that one year. His name is uh, Andrew Holland. Shout out to the boy, Andrew Holland. Um, so I, dude, I immediately like texting. I'm like, dude, you would not believe this. What should I do? He's like, dude, you need to sell. So then I call my dad. I'm like, dad. I'm like, this is what happened. I have a GameStop share. What should I do? He's like, you need to sell. Mm-hmm. So then I go in there, and I think at one point it went over four hundred dollars. Wow! But I think by the time I looked, it was under that, or maybe it went up. Um, you know, after the fact that I sold it, but it's one of those things like you got to sell it where you can, you know. So I sold it. I think around three hundred and sixty dollars, and dude, that's I mean, full profit. Like yeah, f- free. It was three hundred sixty bucks right in your pocket. So I had, a, I had another friend that got really big into the meme stocks, right? So he's yeah. like, dude, you need to put all your money into AMC. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, no. I'm not. I just got this free by chance. I'm yeah. not going to wait. So I ended up, dude, I bought three AMC shares for like $12 a piece. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of after it hit its peak of the memes. You know, the meme stock that hit its peak, that was kind of the high point, right? So I went down. And I was like, dang, man. I was like, I really just, you know. Bought this three shares, like thirty some dollars, and I was like, "Dang!" And now, you know, I like lost money on my investment, right? So, um, what I did, so I, you know, so I had three hundred thirty dollars, you know, for free, and my bank account it was great. I think I bought a new pair of shoes with it. Nice. Um, I think it was some Red Ultra Boost. Ooh, it was, okay. It was awesome. Drippy. They were on sale too. So Ooh, there you go. It worked out. Um, but I bought the three shares on AMC. It went down. You know, I was checking it kind of, you know, every day. Like Dan's kind of sucks, whatever. So then I just let it sit there for um a couple months, and my friend that told me to invest in it, he put a lot more money than I did, mm. and then he he reaped his losses. He called it, you know, oh. called it quits. But I held on to it for about two months, I think, and then I uh, once it broke even, I was like, I'm selling this immediately, and I think I ended up making a couple of dollars. Okay, I think it went up to like maybe fourteen a share. So I sold oh, it. So I made a couple of bucks, but I was like. Once I saw it break even, I was like, I gotta sell this. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, that's another thing is be careful with the meme stocks. Oh you yeah. You know, you can lose with the FOMO. You can lose as much as you can. Uh, yeah, that you, you can lose as from. much as you put in, really. Yeah. Which is nuts. I mean, that's 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 one thing that is really scary. I think to a lot of younger people who are looking to invest is like they don't know a lot, and so they they struggle with finding good information because everyone's an expert. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, listen, listen. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you how all these EFTs to invest in and all these different stocks you should get. And, like, I mean, I've watched YouTube videos. I'm like, 
the heck is this guy talking about? Like, like genuinely, I'm like, I have no idea what this dude's talking about. Because yeah. it's not, like, investing is not something they really teach you about in school. It's not high school or college. For sure. So I think that's it's a skill you have to learn. It's kind of like, essentially, to me, it's kind of like riding a bike. you got to kind of learn it. Like, you don't know how to do it originally. You have to have some help. You have to get someone who is knowledgeable already, give you some training, give you some training wheels, okay? And then once you're able to, you know, ride by yourself, take them training wheels off, and, and let you let you ride the bike, you know? I think that's, that's what I see from it, because it's not really a... I don't think that because there's so much information about it. I feel like it's really hard to sift through. So Jonathan, talk to me about some good sources of information that you found in your time investing, whether that be for crypto or that's for regular investing. What are some good, maybe like a YouTube channel, podcast, something like that. What, what is something that you found to be super helpful? Yeah. And before we get into that, um, so like you said, you got to learn a lot to invest. And one of the things I mentioned earlier is a safe bet is um, index funds. Um, index funds and like the stock market in general on average you get a 10% return each year so that's uh, nice index funds are really safe because you get um, little portions of each company that's in the index fund so like the S&P 500 there's 500 different companies in there so if one fails you got the other 499 that's good right so that's a really safe bet index funds I would recommend uh, that's another reason that I said I wasn't into day trading Cause you really gotta know what you're doing, and like people do it for a living, like that's their mm-hmm. job. So you really gotta know what you're doing. Um, you gotta put a, little, a lot of time in for you to be profitable doing that. And I think as college students, we really would have a hard time doing that. And then it's a lot, it's risky too. It's kind of like yeah. how much, how much money can we afford to lose right now? Yeah, and it's, and it's not really a lot. So I'd say long term investments right now are the best thing to do. Okay. And uh, your question, um, so good YouTube channels and resources. So a great YouTube channel that'll so as much as I am into the financial aspect of crypto, I'm actually more interested in the tech technology behind it. Okay. Um, because I'm a IST major, I think technology is really cool and uh, can help a lot of people. Um, so a channel that explains all this um, stuff about the blockchain, all these different blockchains and kind of different things. Um, so like on Ethereum, there's smart contracts, and that's uh, what that is is self-executable code that once it's um, called on or paid for, it runs. So um, you have, uh, we'll get into this later, you have centralized exchanges um, that you buy the cryptocurrency and then they pretty much hold it for you. It's kind of like, so cryptocurrency is supposed to be decentralized. So in a sense, it kind of defeats the purpose because a bank holds your money, right? So that's centralized source. And then you have these centralized exchanges that hold your currency for you and are centralized. So it's kind of defeating the purpose of crypto, but it's a good way. It's a good safe way to invest because they are like liable for your um, crypto. They hold it and they have like, it's like 90% offline storage. So like it's very hard to hack, which Mm -hmm. is um, good. But um, you, the smart contracts are what um, run decentralized exchanges. which I haven't really talked about. Um, what we what we call in the crypto space is DeFi, decentralized finance is a whole other world that goes past just the investing aspect that you can do, which is really cool. You get to play around with different things and really get into Web three, uh, which I'll kind of talk about a little bit later in the podcast. But a good a good channel that explains a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is called Whiteboard Crypto, and um, it's this guy he researches everything and then. He's an artist, so he draws everything out he's talking about and uh, uses illustrations 
and things that make um, these crypto, these concepts in the cryptocurrency blockchain space easy to understand. He'll use kind of like a, yeah, illustration. So he'll use something else to describe what's happening. And then he has a, a video on like almost every blockchain and then the ins and outs explaining how it works exactly and stuff. And it's really good for the technology aspect of it, whiteboard crypto. And then another guy that I like to watch is called Boss Coin. He is a um, guy that's been in crypto for about four or five years, I think. So he mines cryptocurrency. So he buys, so he has um, GPU mining rigs, so you can mine on GPUs. And then they have what they call ASIC miners, which are application specific integrated chip miners, which are sole purpose. It's like a computer that only mines cryptocurrency. And some of them are really expensive, but since he has a YouTube channel, that um, you know is a source of income for him. He uses that income to buy these miners for the content, you know, creation. He reviews miners and kind of goes over different things. Um, really, a lot of hardware stuff, but I find it really cool. And then he'll, he'll do little tutorials about how to use different applications and stuff on the blockchain. Um, that's a really good one. Let me see. There's one called Coin Bureau, which is a kind of okay. And then uh, there's one guy named your friend Andy. He, he kind of reviews um, different stuff in the DeFi sector, different um, applications, different. Um, there's a lot of nodes that you can do that. Um, some are nodes that you get a physical node. Some are actually not. But uh, he kind of reviews what I call sus DeFi stuff. So it's kind of like it could be good. It could be bad. One of the things is when you get into this space of DeFi, you gotta be careful. You gotta see. Um, a lot of times, some stuff is um, anonymous, so something you don't know who created it. And sometimes that can be good, and sometimes that can be bad. Sometimes that's a red flag. Sometimes it's not. It really just depends on the track record, right? So mm -hmm. I got into a project that was done by an anonymous person, and then it ended up being what they call a rug pull, right? So they get everyone to put their money in, and then they run off with all the money pretty much right mm. so the thing i put in around 100 dollars for this thing it was a a node that promised like insane apy like 8000 apy or something so like if you see something that's too good to be true it probably is too good to be true so uh, me and another friend got into this and uh we were like oh this is cool my other friend got a little before i did he made a little bit of money off of it but then he was like oh this is great so we put a lot more money in and they end up losing all of it mm. so the coin that i bought in i bought in around a hundred dollars and it was one token to create a node and then the, the token absolutely it was a rug pull so right it hasn't went to zero but it's like at 30 cents right now and like why it even has value i'm not sure but yeah it was just total rug pull it was a scam pretty much and it was really sad but it, you know, it taught me a lesson to really do research on it. Cause like I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and everyone's like, um, this is really cool. This is really good. But they're like, but they is they always have a disclaimer. It's like, we're not telling you to buy this, you know, and this could go to zero. Right. And that's one of the things with some of the stuff inside of DeFi, you have to acknowledge the risk, right? Some of this stuff is really good, but it could be too good to be true. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just be careful and do research when you, kind of get into this new uh, space of Web3, which is really cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you mentioned that you like the technology behind it. So let's let's talk about the technology a little bit. So like you were, you were showing me earlier today, I mean, our listeners can't see this, but he was showing me pictures of their setup that they have at, at his school, which is like 
what, five or six different computers with like brand new NVIDIA graphics cards and like I think it's like 380 I think it is right uh, 3070 3070 and so it's like I mean that's that's brand new stuff I mean that's that's good stuff that just mines Bitcoin so talk to me about I mean that that stuff can be expensive so let's kind of walk through what are some easiest tips tricks or you know easy ways to get started with crypto that can either be for free or maybe for someone who has a really limited budget that can't afford to go out and buy, you know, the new NVIDIA 3070, <laughs> you know, graphics cards. So like, I'll talk about that for a minute if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, I think it's really cool. One of the guys that works in the uh, computer science department at Mercer is a uh, big crypto guy. So like, um, he really got me into it and uh, he's the one that, you know, convinced the department to um, purchase that equipment, but we're using it, you know, for research and for um where we are benefiting from we are making a little money and it's going to the department um, but it's really for research and kind of um you know getting the students to have experience with mining cryptocurrency mm -hmm. so i find it's really cool um we started to make a gpu mining rig which is um really cool experience and you know you, you um some things you can't really know what to expect until you do it and that's one of the things like we couldn't get to work at first and those are some silly that you know, one of the settings was turned off, but we, you know, we had to trial, you know, trial and error. By experience, we learned that it was okay. really cool. But um, so there's some easy ways to get in. So one of the easiest ways I recommend is to get a Coinbase account. Coinbase is a centralized exchange that I talked about earlier, and they have a learn and earn program. So okay. you take these; it'll give you a little like slideshow about different crypto coins, and then it will take a one question quiz. And then after each um, little quiz, you normally it's normally three quizzes. You, you'll get rewarded in one dollar worth of their cryptocurrency yeah, so excuse me so depending on what it is it could be you know a couple of tokens or it could be like you know half or whatever point zero zero whatever the token um i think we had on there um polka dot i think I'm trying to think of some other ones that were kind of big but um it was a good way and even if you don't necessarily want the crypto coin they rewarded um, with you can exchange it for different ones like you can get the learn and earn stuff and convert it over to bitcoin I think that's one of the cool things that you can um get different cryptocurrencies instead of like having to sell it and then buy a new one you can convert it you just switch it over and like does a transaction they they handle it in the background for you okay. you know you can switch it to a different asset which i think i find is really cool um so learn and earn is a easy free way you just have to you know set up a coinbase account get your identity verified and then You'll, um, there's a lot when you first join a lot of learn and earns and then after that um, it's kind of sporadically um, throughout you know throughout your time on the app so right now I think I looked I showed Jordan earlier I think it was about $50 I made from learn and earn yeah. and I think there's actually a new one on there because it said I was 98% done so a lot of times it'll say 100% because you download once that's open to you but there's a, apparently one I missed or a new one that came out that I'll have to look into. But I made around $50 of learn and learn. So that's an easy, free way to get into crypto. Um, <coughs> another easy and uh, free way to get into crypto is using uh, the Brave browser. It's a browser that's just like Chrome, Google Chrome. It's based on the same code base. So it's um, Google um, release um, a open source browser code called Chromium. So a lot of your biggest browsers out there use that code. So like Microsoft Edge use the same mm -hmm. code. Um, the Opera browser, which a lot of people don't use, but if you're familiar with it, they use the same code base. And then the Brave browser, 
uses the same code base. It's a privacy um, browser that blocks ads and um, tra um, trackers. And Google Chrome, they steal your data. I'm just gonna let you know. Oh yeah, they steal your data. Why do you get um, ads for something that you just looked up? Because they have your history, and then they'll send you an ad for it. It's just yep. how Google Home, Google Home yeah. works. They don't really try to hide it. Yeah, they make mad money that way. And the yeah, they're making bank. So this browser is kind of revolutionary because they block all of that, and then instead of having traditional ads, they'll you can enroll in something called the um, ad, Brave um, Ads Reward Program. So they will. Um, Instead of having traditional ads show up on web pages that are like curated from your search history, they will send you ads. Um, you can change the settings, but one to ten an hour, which I don't find. I have an on ten right now in mine, and I don't. I don't find it annoying, and I don't think it's you know too much. I don't think I've ever got ten an hour. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get to start getting those ads, it's like a little pop up in your screen. And a lot of times they're helpful. Honestly, I found some cool crypto stuff from them. But uh, you get rewarded in a crypto token called the BAT token, the basic attention token. And uh, I've made up to five BAT tokens in a month one time. I think last month I made two and a half. But you get rewarded for each um, ad you see. And uh, like I think I saw maybe 100 ads in a month or so. And it's not like a ton, like over 30 days. It's not a ton of ads. And, uh, and the token I think is worth a little under a dollar right now. I think it's all time high is like a dollar seventy five or something, but that's just an easy way to earn crypto right there from just browsing the web. Yeah, and you I don't have to do really anything. Cool. I mean, you just all you gotta do is sign up, right? So yeah, it's just, yeah, and it's not even like you just free to, money. You just have to enroll, enroll in the program, but they don't take any of your information. That's nice. You just open up the web browser and then select enroll and add a program. There you go. Sounds like money to me. It's pretty cool, that's and I, have, I think I'm definitely gonna have to do that honestly because that that sounds like be. a Sounds like a nice little way to just kind of passively get in. I, I like passive income. Passive income is the way to go. Absolutely. For sure. But it's a, I think it's a great browser in general. Um, you know, obviously the Google Chrome tools aren't like built into it like Chrome is. I don't know how much you use the, the, you know, the Google tools. I don't use too much stuff. But at the end of the day, you just pull up a Google tab, click on Drive, click on Docs, whatever. It's one step that's further. That I think your you know your privacy is better protected, and then you can get some passive income from using it. Um, and another way to you know get your get your toes wet in the cryptocurrency space is to download the MetaMask Wallet, okay. which is a um, browser extension. That's a Chrome browser extension. So um, all the same stuff that's in the Chrome Store you can get on Brave as well. Okay. So it's a cryptocurrency wallet. So if you were um, so actually on the wallet, you can purchase crypto. I think it's a minimum of 20 or $30, but you can buy um, Ethereum. And then one of the blockchains I haven't talked about yet is Avalanche. And you can buy their native token, the AVAX token on there, which is really cool. It uses some third party called Wire, I think. And you can you know buy with your debit card or credit card, I think, um, crypto. Or you can send it from your Coinbase account to your MetaMask wallet. Okay. So a wallet is pretty much like um, it's a place that you store your cryptocurrency. It's kind of like your wallet you got in your back pocket. You know, you take money in and out. So you can send money from your Coinbase account to your MetaMask wallet, and uh, it's um safe. But uh, the most safe wallet is a hardware wallet. So um, let me back up a little bit. So once you start a MetaMask wallet, 
the first thing that you get is a what they call a seed phrase, right? And there or their recovery pass phrase. I think they changed the name of it. So it is a twelve um, word phrase that is your um, pretty much your password to your account, and um, it's um, you save that password or passphrase, and you don't share that with anyone because that is the keys to the safe. Yeah. If you, anyone has that, they can get into your account and access your funds. Mm. So that's very important, but it's it's very secure as well because it's so long and yeah. difficult to remember. So, um, and uh, if you want it, and you, it's kind of difficult to move it from one computer to another, but it, um, it's it's definitely possible. I've done it from you know my laptop to my phone because there's a mobile application as well. But okay. you have to get your um, there's a private key in there, and you got to type in your password and everything to get to that. Each time you open up your MetaMask wallet, you enter your password. You get you get a right like a normal password, right? You would for any other account. You type that in, and you can see your funds, and you can send it, um, connect it to different websites in the DeFi space. So, um, like I talked about a decentralized exchange. So there's something called a Uniswap, which is a decentralized exchange. So you can go on there. Um, you, you say you have Ethereum in your wallet, and you're like, oh, this other token seems really cool to me I want to get it so you go on there and um, you go and switch out your ethereum for something else so like you can get you know anything on the ethereum blockchain um, another thing about metamask that's really cool is you can switch between blockchains you just got to add it to your wallet and then you can just same wallet address same everything you just change the blockchain which I think is really cool so metamask is the most popular wallet so I recommend getting a metamask wallet and then you know you don't have to do anything with it. You can just kind of have it to kind of get your feet wet and access some um, sites. Because a lot of times you have to connect your wallet to access these sites that are um, these, um, but they're called dApps. I haven't talked about that yet. It's a decentralized application. It's pretty much a, we a website that's hosted on the blockchain instead of a traditional web server. Okay. Um, a lot of times you connect your, first thing you do is connect your wallet to the site. And then um, most of the sites, you um, the reason you can connect your wallet to it is because at some point, you would probably be using some funds, but you don't have to. But a lot mm -hmm. of times, you have to connect your site, connect this, connect it to the site to kind of see the stuff. But that's a way to get your toes wet. Um, but if you wanted to really play around, you could send some money from Coinbase over to your MetaMask, kind of do some other stuff. But another thing is, good thing about MetaMask is that it has um, actually test nets already built into in there on the wallet when you start it. So a testnet is pretty much like a copy of the blockchain, like Ethereum, but it's um, the test version, right? So people, uh, developers will test out their apps on there and make sure everything's working correctly. And you can go to what they call faucets and get like fake money, fake cryptocurrency and kind of mm -hmm. see how it works, play around with it. They have, you know, duplicates of like all the dApps for the most part. Then you go to like um, a Uniswap on a testnet. You have to figure out the URL, obviously, um, or the link. Um, but you can go there and switch out your crypto and kind of just play with it and kind of feel the experience for yourself. Because I think um, we did – so um, at Mercer, we recently started uh, the Crypto Club, which uh, I'm the president of. Oh, okay. Our, I see uh, you. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so um, our um, goal there in the club is to educate students on cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, kind of like what we're doing now, kind of you know exposing the students to how it works. So we'll show them um, videos that explain different cryptocurrency – um, and blockchain ideas and kind of how it works um, and then we'll do like demonstrations like I showed them how to make a MetaMask wallet um, I showed them how to add different networks on there like we got a 
I got the everyone that means to add a test net to their MetaMask wallet and to send each other funds. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of play around with it, you know, kind of really experience it. And then that was on a test net, so you know, it was all like pretend, right? So no one was all free, no one's having to pay. But I think it's, it's been a really cool experience getting that club started, seeing the um, people's people's interest into it. Okay. And kind of sharing uh sharing my um. You know, kind of my passion and enjoyment of cryptocurrency with other people has been really cool. And then, you know, getting to educate them because like anybody can do it. You know, it's kind of like um, teaching someone how to do anything, right? It's like they're capable of doing it. It's kind of got to be shown how to do it. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I think doing something you're passionate about is always a plus. And then whether that's cryptocurrency, whether that's for me like sports, you know, I'm passionate about that. Teaching someone is always, I think, a beneficial thing because you get to do what you enjoy. And get to help other people do it as well. Uh, but Jonathan, I think that is our time for the day. I, I wish we could talk more about this because I feel like we could talk about this for hours, like a long time probably. Um, but I think we're we're strapped on time today. We're we're almost at an hour, so we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye for now. This parting is such sweet sorrow, my friend. <laughs> yeah, man, I've had a blast um, getting on the podcast. So the first thing we'll do once you get off is download the Brave browser. Get that started. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, and again, Jonathan, thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the topic questionnaire will be out tonight for Freestyle Friday. Uh, remember, follow me on Instagram, jehodge97. Uh, working on getting a, a separate Instagram account, but I'm trying to build a fan base a bit more before I do that. So again, jehodge97, questionnaire will be there tonight. This is your Surprise Wednesday episode. Welcome to the Hodge Podcast. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Bye.